Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Final hour of the program, hour three. If you missed the first two, the podcast, you can catch up on that. Joel and Fletcher, all thanks to Hyundai. Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Welcome our listeners at SEN Track Station through Queensland, Atherton, Darling Downs, Ingham, Kingaroy and Anango. Those through near South Wales, Griffith, Central Coast and the Illawarra in the nation's capital, 13.23am in Canberra. It has been... World Cup fever, we've had World Cup cricket, we've had World Cup rugby league, but now we're in the heart of the football World Cup, FIFA World Cup, which is on right now. Mark Bosnich, who has been on fire for SBS, has been all across it, and he's on the line. G'day, Bozza. Hey, how you going, Joel? How are you going, Boz? It's a big campaign for you. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, but all good. I, I got on to um, Qatar time, so to speak, very, very early on. So um, uh, it's worked out really well. So uh, I basically just woke up. So for uh, so far it is for me, <laughs> it's basically nine o'clock in the morning right now. So, But other than that, it's, it's been a wonderful tournament thus far. Uh, obviously accentuated by Graham Arnold and his Australians, um, the, the, the Socceroos. Um, that, was, um, that, that was as courageous a performance that I've ever seen in my life. And I've been watching the Socceroos. Um, since I've been a young kid in the late 70s. And I was really, really proud of, of both him and the boys and and, uh, and and basically everyone to do with it. They, they made the whole country proud. Now, Boz, uh, a couple of things. First of all, your outfits. I thought they've been outstanding on the SBS coverage. <laughs> I have, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I like yeah. the black coat. I like the iPad. The iPad that you've had there, brilliant. Yeah. I don't know what hey, I was... Are you calling that part of the outfit? That's an accoutrement, is it? Or? Well, everything's... I don't know what's going on on that yeah. iPad. What are you watching on there? Because you just kept All looking right, down. So, Have you got yeah, notes so on I've there? Had, I had this question quite a lot, which is understandable. So yeah. at the start of the tournament, uh, FIFA um, basically had a webinar meeting uh, with, with all... Our, well, whichever pundits that wanted to come on. So it was Arsene Wenger uh, and, uh, and one of his... The, the guy who helps him. And they started uh, basically, it's called Enhanced Football Intelligence. Okay. Um, so basically it was sort of live, uh, live uh, Enhanced Football Intelligence, uh, up-to-date stuff that's sort of basically going to give a different insight, um, you know, from, from the metaverse, as they call it, uh, a different insight to explain to viewers uh, pretty much everything from, um, you know, the amount of possession to other things like, um, you know, penetrations in the last third, the amount of, receptions that players got in between the lines um and and it gives you automatic updates straight away and also say for example so if you can explain uh to all the viewers and you say well this is so and so he's only played 600 minutes in the last you know in the last three or four weeks so it's basically to give to give the viewers the opportunity um to to sort of to not only know the players more but know what's going on with the game so if somebody's winning 2-0 you can say well they're winning 2-0, and here's probably why. You know, here's the expected goals. Here's this, here's that. 
and and this is what basically the predictor is is saying from the sort of this is what this is what it's all saying. So so, so that's pretty much what it is, mate. Yeah, look good. Fozzie didn't need one though, does he? Why, why was it only you? <laughs> Can you only, could the SBS only, like, only afford he, one? He, this iPad. is why we work so good as a. This is why we work so good as a pair. He re, he said he relies on me for all that. So yes. I, I get that boom straight to the thing, and I say, well, here's this and here's that. Yeah. Now, Boz, um, yeah, we got to the round of sixteen before kickoff, yeah. before any game was played. Did you think we could get to the round of sixteen if I, if you had have asked if I were to ask you that say six months ago? Uh, no, I did not. No. I, I thought it was a minor miracle. I, I, I thought that we were going to struggle to qualify in that game against Prus. I thought it was a minor miracle that we qualified there. Uh, and when we were there, and I, I spoke to Graham Arnold about something else about oh about three weeks before the tournament, and he asked me straight. He said, "What's your expectation?" I said, "My only expectation is that you don't get embarrassed." Um, I thought the first game we were borderline with that, but it's, look, you know, it's understandable. You're playing against France, as I said, when, you know, post-match, I said, like, you know, they could do that to any, pretty much any team in the world. Um, then they came back really well against Tunisia. Great resilience, um, you know, and and they, they really sort of, you know, that you could say they, they really put it in, in terms of what they needed to do. And that win against Denmark was as, as good a win as the Socceroos have had in quite some time. You know, you're not just talking about any team, you're talking about a top 10 team in the world. And like we said at the start, the show, the Argentinian game, look, you know, and, you know, if you look back on it, really, I mean, it's, it's really a moment of brilliance and a mistake or else, you know, we would have taken them to extra time and who knows what had occurred then. But they can be so, like I said, so proud of their efforts um, and, and what they've done and, uh, and uh, look forward to the future now to say, right, well, next time, you know, we'd like to go into the quarterfinals or we'd like to go a little bit further. It was, a, like I said, really, really uplifting day that day. Now, Boz, I don't want to talk about it, but we're going to have to. Matty Ryan's uh, mistake. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What would, do you think was going through his head then? Like because he, I, he had, I think, yeah, I, I truly think, and I've had this not not an argument. I, I would say debate with a lot of people. This is this is going on for some time now, mm. and I always say to them in terms of look, everyone wants to play out from the back. That's absolutely fine. Everyone wants to keep possession, but when you're coming to the biggest of games, at the very highest of levels. Um, there's a few things you got to bear in mind. One of them, you got to minimise your mistakes. Now we are goalkeepers um, mm-hmm. because we're not as good as the feet as we are as the outfield players. It's risk over reward. Okay. So as I keep telling young goalkeepers, as I keep arguing with some people about this, um, you know, if, if for example, if if he just sort of, you know, if he just sort of just tries to dink that back to Kai Rolls, right, and the guy puts his leg out and he hits his leg and it goes for a goal kick, no, no one will even talk about it mm-hmm. ever. But now it's going to be replayed for the next 10 years everywhere. So that's what I say. Do you really want to be on one of those videos when they say, just take a look at this goalkeeper and what occurs? Now, I actually think if you look at it closely, he, he throws the ball out to Aziz Bayes, right? So then the ball comes back to Kai Rolls, and I think he doesn't realise that the guy's coming from behind him, right? So he's, he's coming over on the, on because the guy can see what's eventuating. But in that situation, if, you, if you've got any type of doubt, like I said, you don't have to just belt it, but if you just play that little ball basically between somebody's bottom of the knee and the hip, it's very, very difficult to get. If you, if we've done a, a, what they call like a circle, we do to do a training, right? So five people in a circle, two in the middle, and you've got to keep the ball from them. When they come to close you down, if you play that little ball, it's very difficult to get. And when there's a big crowd, you know, it's very difficult sometimes to hear somebody say, man on or whatever. And that's where you're going to be looking over your shoulders you know, constantly. But um, look, the bottom line is it's occurred. 
Um, you know, he was excellent in all fairness mm. against Tunisia and Denmark. And, you know, as a sporting public, we're not going to hold it against him because of how well he done. And he's a great lad as well. But just a little lesson for the future, because in four years time or in eight years time, there might be a young goalkeeper out there now listening to this and what I'm saying to you. It's not worth it. It really, it's risk over reward. It is not worth it. Yeah. The best thing you're going to get in that type of situation, just say, for instance, if he did dribble three, you might get a bit of a round of applause from your fans. But on the other side, what you're going to get if you lose is basically your whole, like I said, a lifetime of people turning around and say, look at this, what happened to this Aussie goalkeeper. Hey, Bozza, just with relation to the tournament, we've been talking about the Socceroos, but in your opinion, who, yeah. who was our very, very best player at the World Cup? Uh, look, there, there were quite a few. I mean, yeah, you know, like I would have said probably Aziz Beige before that last. That was another little thing. Um, you know, at the very, very highest level, big boys games, big boys rules. He lost his temper a bit with Lionel Messi. Two seconds later, he made a foul. Yeah, and from that foul, that free kick, they got a goal. But other than that, like I said, he was outstanding. I thought um, Jackson Irvine was outstanding in the middle and Riley McGree. Um, uh, but uh, I, if you have to go all the way through, like I said, there were so many good performers. Craig Goodwin, but I'm a big fan of his always. I mean, Leckie's goal was memorable. So was Mitch Dukes. Aaron Moy steadied midfield when he needed to. Um, uh, Kai Rolls was excellent. But one play that really stood out for me was Harry Suther. The fact that he only played two games in 12 months leading up to the tournament and he put in performances like he did, um, I think he, he gets my vote. Mm, big man too, six foot six. Don't usually oh. see that with with footballers. Um, yeah. Bozza, what would you like to see happen now? So I was just discussing this early earlier. Seventeen million dollars jumps into the coffers of uh, Football Australia. What would you like to see happen with that money? Right, right now, I, I haven't had enough time to thought. They look. I've told them a million times that Football Australia, the A League, or whoever. I've told them a million times what they need to do in terms of the whole game. They, they just need to execute it um, in terms of you know making sure you align the the, the calendars. Um, you, you make sure that you go to the, the most important thing that the government's role's got to play. So it's helping getting those fees down for kids. Mm. They know that they need to install a transfer system. Uh, they need to open up the pyramid so there, so there is promotion relegation and they need to have more teams and it needs to be more football. So it's as simple as that. Uh, the season at the moment, so they've been told all those things. Um, and, you know, I was listening this morning on the radio as well, uh, on your station, actually. I don't know, you know, someone say, you know, what should you do now? Should you do this? Should you do that? Look, the bottom line is there's 209 leagues around the world. And out of those 209 leagues, five of the leagues are the biggest leagues in the world. And they'll forever pretty much remain that way. We want to try to make sure that our league is, is as competitive as possible to help produce players. But everyone's always going to go to one of those top five leagues. But the production of players comes down to the environment that you provide for them. So you've got to provide the best environment. My, my personal opinion, if it was down to me, you know, they always talk about playing in the summer because it gives us free space and all. I've never picked up a newspaper in the summer and seen seven pages of football. Yeah, I would move the season back to where it should be played in the winter months because you know you know in the january february months you know i'm not i don't know about you guys but i don't you know go to the beach at bondi and think to myself well hang on a minute it's three o'clock in the afternoon i'm gonna go and get ready to watch central coast versus wellington yeah i'm thinking about you know it's beach time you're not going to produce world-class players playing in that type of heat in my opinion you've got to provide the environment the environment means the weather and so forth and they're going to play in the conditions that's going to be much like they're going to be playing in the conditions when they go to play in Europe or when they go to play in World Cups or so forth. But 
that's just down to me. The bottom line is, like I said to you, all those other things that I've said, I've repeated that for like 10 years. Mm. Yeah, but the way the government can come and help is, is, is basically subsidising for the young kids because those fees that have been paying for all this time have been absolutely extortionate, in my opinion, because some of the, some of the fees I hear, I think to myself, you know, who's your, who's your manager? Like, you know, you've got Fabio Capello and, you know, and Pep Guardiola, yeah? <laughs> hey, Boz, I mentioned who's been our player of the tournament. Who's been the player of the tournament in your eyes? Uh, the player of the tournament thus far? Um, look, so far, there's, there's been a few, I, I would say, that, that pretty much stand out. No one sort of completely. Um, I, I think uh, if, you, if you look at England, I mean, statistically, England were, were the best team in the group stages. Um, you know, Phil Foden comes to mind. I mean, but he hasn't, you know, hasn't played the whole three games. Marcus Rashford has been excellent. Um, I also think Jude Bellingham as well in midfield for them. Uh, you know, if, if you let's let's go down through, uh, Pedri and Gavi for Spain uh, have been excellent. Luka Modric has been very good for Croatia as well. Uh, and the, the, you know what? If you want to say after last night, there is actually one. I, I, you know, I've, I've just got up, so you have to forgive me, everybody that's listening. There is one that's standing out. It's Kylian Mbappe. Mm. Um, he's he's been absolutely outstanding thus far. Um, and if I've missed anyone out, I'm really, really sorry. I'm trying to think. No, that's right. Hey, Boz, what you I mentioned? Mean, there's no one, no one really from, like I said, the, the Brazilian team have, have been good, but they haven't been sort of like, you know, you go, absolutely wow. Um, but there's uh, plenty more to come. It's only the round of 16. And the big teams, remember, they tried it. This is why it's, it's the best time to try to get them early on and to sort of surprise them. They like to start a little bit slow and then really start to move now straight throughout the tournament. But... All those players stand out. Um, you know, it looks as though it's going to be, you know, the teams that, you know, everyone hopes for in the quarterfinals. Obviously, the Netherlands have got Argentina. England, France is going to be absolutely huge. Tomorrow morning, Croatia will play Japan. Japan have been fantastic, you know. And it's been a great World Cup. First time Asia's got three teams in the round of 16. The South Korea versus Brazil, then afterwards, and then Spain, Morocco, and Portugal, Switzerland. So, all, all to look forward to. Hey, Boz, I know you've been asleep, so I'm not sure if you're entirely across this story, but Raheem Sterling has gone back to England. So his house, I believe, was um, ransacked, if you want to call it yeah, that. Yeah, it was, yeah. So yeah. W- what's the take on this? What, what do you think about him going back? Like, how big an out yeah, is he for England? The right, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Gareth's done the right thing. It's Gareth Southgate. Um, it's, you have to, um, you know, because if that was the situation that we've uh, – We've been told and so forth, and with his family um, being there on his own, uh, they've done exactly the right thing. So, um, you know, the, the bottom line is your family is number one. We all love our football more than, more than everything but our family. Um, and uh, he, Gareth's done the right thing by letting him go back home. Hey, Boz, um, change of tact. Cam Devlin, um, quite the opportunist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> c- can I ask you this? He, How does it work when you go and swap jerseys because he just looked like he strolled in, asked the great Messi, can I swap jerseys? Mind you, which is thousands. Imagine what that would yeah. be worth. How does it work? Does he have to go speak to the manager? Do they know each other? Was there a mutual well, friend? No, no normally, normally players come up to you and ask. And normally as well, um, <laughs> if you have to, I mean, I don't go from my experience. So somebody used to come and want, like some, a lot of times in, in games I played, there was, more than one, there was more than one player that wanted to have my jersey. So that's the time you go to the kit man. And I would assume with Lionel Messi, it would be very, very similar. 
Um, but uh, it might not be either. Sometimes, you know, and sometimes with people who are very guarded, like David Beckham was very guarded on who, who we'd give his jersey to. Mm. And there's other times for some reason that, you know, that the player would want to swap for that with that particular person. But until I speak to somebody, I, I don't really know what, what occurred. But like you said, at the end of the day, he's got the jersey. Yeah. yeah. So he just, he yeah, just waltzed the, in he's, and... He's got, he's got the jersey. Do you think <laughs> some of the players that actually got on the field against him would be dirty on him? <laughs> who knows? Oh, who knows? I just found it strange. Yeah, I just found it strange. Did, yeah. I mean, he's a go-getter. I, I was never. I don't know. I was never a big swapper. I would swap, but I was never one. I was like, jerseys. I need to have a what swap. are they? I want it. Like you know, <laughs> if I beat if I beat you, I'd be like, if you want my jersey, you can have it. But yeah. if I lose, I was never. Yeah, one thing. I can have your jersey as well. But <laughs> have you got any? Jer- Everyone's different. Have you got different any spare jerseys? Different folks. Could I swap you something? Could I swap your jersey? Yeah. I got to call you shield different hat. Different different folks. <laughs> um, and Bozza, let's let's do this um, conservatively. Hang on, before you go off that, what would that cost? Yeah, what but, would, what's it worth? Yeah, and, and while you answer that too, Boz, what would be the number one item that you would have to swap? So, what's that what? worth? The messy shirt? Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what would be the most prized item that you would have when it comes to a swap with Messi? Uh, what do you mean, the most prized item? What, what, what have you got to give Mess? Oh, to give me- nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. If somebody wants my jersey, I'll just swap my jersey. But uh, invariably, everyone's different. Like I said, if I lost to somebody, I don't want to swap with anyone, to be honest. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah. But if what's the most treasured, treasured possession you have? The most treasured possession that I have? Jersey-wise, soccer-wise. Well, uh, jersey-wise, what I've swapped with. Um, yes. Uh, oh, there are probably about eight, uh, I go. Eight to ten. I'm trying to think. No, but which one? Oh, what what year? Is it, exactly. is it you had a one year, it was just the grouse playing for no, Man U? No? no, not really. No, not really. I, look, like I said to you, um, I, I wasn't a really big... So I guess there, there was a player for AC Milan that I swapped once with Zonomir Bobo. That was when I was very young. Mm. But he actually came to me and swapped. So okay. um, so, so that was... that was. I guess maybe that one. But yeah, that, that's about it, really. Okay. I mean, there was... Are you in the car now, Boz? Uh, uh, there was other ones. Like the, Boz, the, 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 Boz, um, Boz, Boz, Boz. Are you in the car yeah. now? No, no, I've come back outside because I've got to go pick up my car. It's very noisy there. <laughs> hey, hey, Boz, just on the outfits for the keepers, you know how they're, they're wearing the pink or the purple or the flashy yellow? Yep. Who chooses that? Say again, I can't hear properly. The, the outfits for the keepers, you know how they, they're wearing the different colours of the players? Who gets to choose that? Do they get a say in that? Oh, right. Okay, yeah, no, no. That's usually chosen by the, uh, by the kit manufacturers and then uh, it's down to the kit man when they, they speak to the opposition team beforehand to see what the colours... Uh, the referee is, is going to wear and also what colour the opposition is going to wear. So then it can't clash, that's right. all. But they'll have three or four options beforehand and they're just going to make sure it doesn't clash. Because if you clash with the other team or you clash with the referee, then you have to change. Simple as that, yeah? Yeah. They're now... very, very particular with that. And that, when I say clash, that you know, that's sometimes, you know, when I say, uh, for example, when I watch rugby league and I'll ring up somebody, say, Fletch, and I'll say, you know, I'm watching on TV, especially when you guys get so close together, Sometimes it's the same colour shorts or the same colour socks. In football, everything has to be different. Mm. So that's very, very important to them, yeah? Boz, there's a bit of a TikTok fad going around the world at the moment. So the two teams that are playing, mm. they'll cook, uh, people will cook that um, country's dish. Yes. So, you know, it'd be Yorkshire pudding if the Pommies are playing versus the French next week. Might be French onion soup. Boz, have you ever got a, around Qatari food? And you, have you, do you know any, do you know much about that sort of, uh, cuisine, because I know you're quite the chef. Yeah, 
No, not just yet. Not just yet. But the Qatari food, it's Middle Eastern food. Middle Eastern food mm. is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I, I mean, if, if anyone hasn't tried it, I'd suggest that you try it. What's it's something really, we should try? Lovely cuisine. What is it? Give, huh? give some. What is something you, you should... Well, uh, you know some. Well, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yes, what, you do. What, give us a bit. The Middle what? Eastern food is a very, well, very similar to Lebanese food. Kafas, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Do, do, hey, boys, we'll, we'll let you go. We'll let you go because we've taken up a fair chunk of your time. I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to go. Give, give us your last two car. teams. Who's playing in the final Take before care, you mate. go? No, Boz. <laughs> Boz, huh? You there? Uh, I was going to ask him about um, Giselle and Tom. But anyway. Is he asleep? Uh, is he asleep? Oh, he doesn't no, he's like gone. him. He's gone. Uh, one th- he's on Qatari time. That's what I was trying to get him. <laughs> That's the end right. of the, I just wanted to drag yeah, him Yeah, I, I had a bad question about the colour of the um, of the uh, – the keepers. Yeah, you wasted too much time. Yeah, that chewed up. I want to get straight into. Yeah. I wanted to know what was going on. Yeah. Hang on, can I get into this though, mm. boys? Honestly, what's that worth? The cam, the jumper, Messi's thousand. Like, what could he get? Oh yeah, Messi's one thousand. Yeah, one thousandth jersey. Yep. Man of the match. World Cup. Goal. Goal scoring. Yeah. Sweat. Yep. Blood. Yep. What else is on there? Tears. Tears. That are we saying fifty? Oh, I, I reckon. Oh. Hold it. I reckon you've got to hold it, hold it for 30, 40 years. And he doesn't even need to sign it. You know, it's like no. the signing, does Does that add to it? Like, you it's know, it's his. the little Australia and Argentinian flags. Fletch, what you need is a question. Yeah, I do. IMAR <laughs> Quiz is coming up. We need a question for our listeners. We're going to open okay. it now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. plenty of prizes. What was Bozza just on? No, no, here we go. <laughs> Who scored Socceroos goal against the Argentinians? Who scored the Socceroos, Socceroos goal, goal against the Argentinians? one 300 one 11 Quiz. That's coming up right after this.